Hey guys, welcome to Relatable. My name is Allie. Thank you so much for joining. This is a podcast by CRTV. If you would like to subscribe to CRTV, you can go to crtv.com slash Allie. You can use promo code Allie20. You'll get a discount on a subscription. That means you can actually watch this podcast rather than just listen to it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, which is which is great. You can see my little miniature set where I do my podcast from. Um, today, we are going to talk about the migrant caravan. You've probably been hearing uh, or maybe reading on Twitter, watching on the news about this migrant caravan that traveled from Honduras all the way to the border of California, between California and Mexico in the San Diego area or close to San Diego. They're still in Mexico now. So I'm going to tell you what is actually happening. What is the truth behind all of this? Because you're probably just hearing that, you know, America is, uh, we're terrorists and we are hurting these innocent women and children who are seeking asylum. But there's a little bit more to the story than that. So I'm going to discuss what the reality is and then also how we as Christians should respond. We're going to be hearing a lot over the next few weeks, especially uh, that Christians should be welcoming these people and just saying, yeah, come on, in, come on in. We will feed you. We will clothe you. We will do all of these things. And that sounds very good. It sounds biblical even. But again, uh, there's more that we need to think about with that. There's more information that we need to consider. And there's some logic and wisdom that comes into play when considering that kind of position. So we're going to get into all of that. Uh, first, I want to tell you about the uh, Christmas present that you didn't know that you needed to either get or give to a family member. And that is that family member, or maybe this is yourself, um, that is crotchety, you're tired all the time, you wake up or they wake up and they say, wow, I'm just grumpy. I always get up on the wrong side of the bed. You know what it probably is? It's probably that they don't have a good pillow or they don't have a good mattress. Um, because really, who can sleep very well if they're not well supported, if they don't have a good pillow or mattress? Well, Bolster Sleep is here to change that. I have a Bolster Sleep pillow. And because my husband kept on stealing my bolster sleep pillow, um, I got him, we got him a bolster sleep pillow. They're really amazing. They keep their form all night. Um, they're made from a material called Tincel, and it's really incredible. It's so comfortable, and it keeps your pillow cool all night. Uh, I cannot, I, I really can't sleep as well without my bolster sleep pillow. Both my husband and I love it. This would make a perfect Christmas gift, or you can just gift yourself with it, or you can tell someone to give it to you. Uh, but you definitely want to get two, because like I said, uh, you don't want your spouse to steal it like my husband did for me and it caused an argument. Just avoid that. Get two bolster sleep pillows. If you use promo code Allie, A-L-L-I-E, you get 10% off your purchase. If you want to go big and get a mattress, definitely do that. I mean, why not? Sleep is really important. So use promo code Allie, A-L-L-I-E. Go to bolstersleep.com. You get 10% off. Great Christmas gift. You don't want to miss out on that discount. Okay. Now, to the migrant caravan. So I'm going to back up just a little bit in case you guys uh, don't know everything that's been going on. Honestly, even for me, it's been hard to keep up with everything. What we heard before the midterms was that this is just a Republican talking point. They're just stoking the flames of division. They're just stoking our fears, uh, trying to make us scared so we will vote Republican. Um, we have heard on the left that, no, this is not an invasion. No one's coming for you. No one's going to storm the border. These are poor asylum seekers, and we should have compassion by just, I guess, letting them in. That's what that's what we should do. Um, 
And we heard that we weren't going to be talking about this anymore after the midterms because this is just a political ploy by Republicans. But as it turns out, we are still talking about it. Why? Because they're doing these so-called asylum seekers, these caravan people are doing the very things that Republicans, that we conservatives said that they were going to do. Why? How did we know that they were going to be storming the border the way that they did Sunday and throwing rocks at Border Patrol agents? Because they talked about it. They've talked to reporters that are both American reporters and Mexican reporters as they have been traversing through Mexico. They've talked about their disdain for America, their disdain for Donald Trump. Um, they have already harassed citizens of Mexico. That's why Mexico doesn't want to take these people. Um, so we know what a lot of these people are like. And so we weren't just uh, fear-mongering. We weren't just... Um, you know, pulling things out of thin air. These people owned up to the fact that they have resentment against America. They have resentment against people who will not grant them the asylum that they seek. So uh, these people, I think most of these people, if not all of these people, come from Honduras. Now, they might come from other countries in South America, like Guatemala, but they started in Honduras and they made their long trek from Honduras uh, to the border between Tijuana and Baja California, specifically San Diego. Um, and it's been a, a very, a very long journey. So what started out is about 7,000 of these uh, so-called migrants, if you, if you want to call them that. Some people just call them illegal aliens or uh, people who are trying to break the law, so criminals. We'll go. We'll go with migrants. We'll give. We'll give the benefit of the doubt there. Um, so started out as seven thousand. It's now, according to Mexican authorities, about four thousand. So people have either I don't know, maybe been granted asylum in Mexico, or if they've just decided, you know what, this is not for me. I'm going to turn around. Um, but it's been uh, narrowed down to about four thousand of these people, maybe even less than that. Um, and we hear that these people are seeking asylum, that they are um, they are turning away from a violent country. They are fleeing danger. They are fleeing for their lives. They are fleeing hunger and destitution and um, that they deserve our utmost empathy. OK, well, we'll get to the truth in that in just a little bit. Um, about 2,000, maybe even more than that, I think uh, actually about 2,700 have applied for asylum in Mexico. Uh, but Mexico has actually said, I'm sorry, but we don't have room or the resources for all of these people. Uh, we can't house these people for months. This is just not going to work. So even Mexico, Mexico, who thinks, by the way, that America should take all of their poor with open arms, without condition, they say, uh, actually, we can't take these people People in either. Uh, this is according to CNN, people who were on the ground apparently, or they got this report from people on the ground um, on Sunday. They said about 500 migrants on the Mexican side of the border overwhelmed police blockades near the San Ysidro port of entry Sunday afternoon. As the migrants tried to cross the border, authorities on the U.S. side used tear gas 
And by the way, I'm just going to insert in this paragraph uh, authorities on the Mexican side of the border as well. That is according to another report. Uh, used tear gas to disperse them. Uh, video of the scene showed a cloud of tear gas that sent people running and screaming, including families and young children. So we're going to see this image played over and over again. There's a particular image where a woman is basically dragging two young girls um, out of the way of the tear gas. And what we're going to hear is that America is absolutely horrible. That This was unnecessary. Um, but if you listen to this carefully, it sounds like what happened was rather than going through the port of entry, the San Ysidro port of entry legally and actually applying for asylum the way that they were supposed to, about 500 migrants on the Mexican side of the border overwhelmed police blockades near the San Ysidro port of entry. And so people have been saying, well, yeah, the port of entry was shut down. They couldn't legally apply for asylum. That's not what I'm reading. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, but it sounds like they actually overwhelmed the police blockades. They tried to storm the border rather than enter legally. And that's what put uh, the San Ysidro port of entry on lockdown, that these people decided that they were going to storm the border rather than enter the way that they're supposed to. And that's what actually stopped the process of entry that is supposed to happen. If you are applying for asylum, we hear that these are asylum seekers. If you are applying for asylum, you are supposed to go to a port of entry along the border and you apply. Um, I actually read all of the rules for applying for asylum. You get this application. You say, uh, here is why I am coming. Here's why I am filing for asylum. Here is my spouse. Here are my children. You have to also say um, if you've ever been convicted of any sort of crime that is a non-political crime. But here is, here's the qualifications. Here's here's the qualifications for applying for asylum. Because we keep on hearing that these people are asylum seekers coming from Honduras. Um, but here, according to U.S. law, is what you have to be in order to actually qualify for an asylum claim. A refugee, according to our laws, is someone who is unable or unwilling to return to and avail himself or herself of the protection of his or her country of nationality or, if stateless, country of last habitual residence because of, and this is important, because of persecution or a well-founded fear of persecution on account of race, religion, nationality, membership in a particular social group, or political opinion. That is not why these people are leaving Honduras. People are leaving Honduras and leaving South America, not because of persecution. There, there's not, as far as we know, there's not that going on. There's gang violence. There's drug violence. There's corruption in the highest levels of government. There is hunger. There is poverty. But there's not persecution. They are not technically a refugee or else every single person that is poor, that doesn't live in the United States as a refugee and we have to grant them all asylum? No, of course not. There is a very specific definition according to U.S. law. Unless I'm reading the wrong thing and you guys can point me in a different direction. I really scoured for this. I, I read the whole thing. You have to be our definition of a refugee. Even the mayor of Tijuana said that these people don't qualify under international law as a refugee. They're not going to necessarily qualify for asylum. Maybe some of them will, but just because people are fleeing poverty, which the poverty rate in Honduras is awful, the murder rate in Honduras is awful. I'm not saying that they don't live in terrible circumstances in Honduras, but that does not qualify you for asylum. Now, those are very legitimate reasons to immigrate out of a country. It's a very good reason to want to come to America. I do not blame them 
for wanting a better life. The American dream, even though the left wants to say it's dead, is extremely appealing to almost the entire world. Uh, Certainly the world that lives in poverty, the way that South America does. So I, I certainly don't blame them for wanting to come here. But those are simply reasons not to apply for asylum, but to try to enter legally. That is not a reason to join a caravan. See, what the caravan thought was that they were just going to be able to come in, that, oh, there's too many of us for them to actually stop. Um, And so what they did, rather than trying to, in a legal and in a peaceful manner, just apply for asylum, they decided that they were going to storm the border. And I don't know why on God's green earth they thought that that was going to happen. Uh, Here's what uh, Border Patrol actually said. So Border Patrol, the U.S. Border Patrol, um, reported this. Today, meaning Sunday, several migrants threw projectiles at the agents in San Diego. Border Patrol agents deployed tear gas to dispel the group because of the risk to agents' safety. Several agents were hit by the projectiles. So for all of the people, especially the leftist blue check marks that are certainly going absolutely insane on Twitter, of course, saying this is Trump's America, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez compared this to somehow uh, criminalizing Jews that were fleeing Germany, which is not the same thing at all. So all of these people who are freaking out about this, who are saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe that we're using tear gas on these people. Uh, what do they expect Border Patrol to do? This is self-defense. This is not saying, they're all saying, we are attacking asylum seekers. We're attacking refugees. No, that is not what happened. By no account, by no account, was this U.S. Border Patrol agents um, using tear gas for people who were just lined up to apply for asylum peacefully. That's, that's not what is happening. These were people who were storming the border, who were throwing rocks. And we're talking, apparently, according to reports, like big rocks, rocks that could actually hurt you, that if it hits you in the head really hard, you could possibly die or at least suffer a concussion. So what are we supposed to do? What is U.S. Border Patrol supposed to do? Are they not supposed to protect themselves? People are saying, oh, well, they could have. They could have just walked back a few feet. Well, no, they couldn't because they have to actually man their station. They have to actually protect the border. That's why they are called Border Patrol. So what did they do? They used non-lethal force. Non-lethal force. Tear gas? I mean, I've never had tear gas sprayed at me. Thank goodness. I I don't want to. Like, I know it's very uncomfortable, but it's not lethal. It's not going to kill you. And we use tear gas. Police use tear gas on our own people, by the way, to break up especially rowdy parties or violent protests. It is used to subdue chaos or to disperse uh, any kind of situation that is causing violence or is causing danger to, uh, to people, to other people involved, to people not involved, whatever it is. Tear gas is used on our own citizens. So yeah, when someone storms our border, when they storm our border, try to break in basically illegally, we are allowed to use non lethal force. There are people saying, oh, this is just like, this is just like using gas on the Jews in in Nazi Germany. This violates international uh, chemical weapons law. No, it doesn't. Tear gas is not a chemical weapon. And now look, uh, am I happy and excited and glad and giddy about women and children choking or gasping for air because of tear gas? No, I'm not. I've seen the pictures of the girls, of the little girls, of the little kids that are fleeing. 
Of course it's bad. And of course I have compassion for those people. There's no doubt that I, I'm sure that there are people that are in this uh, caravan that are genuinely that are, that are genuine, that are seeking a better life, that deserve our empathy. I, I, they all, even if they are, even if they are bad actors, even if they are criminals as Christians, of course, they all deserve our empathy, but that doesn't mean there's not consequences for their actions. They are trying to break the law. You are going to hear over and over again, these are innocent asylum seekers. If they are, they need to go through the port of entry. They need to apply legally. And if the port of entry is closed because people overwhelmed police blockades, that is their fault. That's just what you had to do. There are so many things that are, there are so many things that are wrong with this. This is disrespectful to the people who are trying to enter legally. It's also just disrespectful to legal immigrants in general who now have to kind of suffer, I think, probably a little bit of a bad reputation. Like if you legally immigrated from Mexico or South America, I don't know. I, I feel like you would be afraid that you're going to be lumped in with all of these people that have no respect for U.S. law when that's not true about you. So how frustrating for them. And then, of course, uh, most importantly, this is extremely dangerous, this kind of thing for U.S. citizens um, to have these kind of people that obviously don't respect our laws, that obviously don't care about uh, authority in the United States, who have uh, no intention probably of assimilating, who don't care at all about American values, it doesn't seem like, coming into our country. Are you saying, are the people on the left who are condemning this saying that those people should be allowed into our country, that we should just let them all in no matter what? And of course, those people are not talking about the Mexican reaction to all of this. The mayor of Tijuana has been uh, forced to take control of this. Um, he has been forced to be the one to call on the UN for help uh, because, because the federal government in Mexico isn't helping at all. Um, and you know what he actually called them? This is according to a Mexican reporter that was then uh, reported by townhall.com. He called these people in the caravan bums. His words, not mine. He called them bums. Why? Because there's been reports of some of them uh, looting, um, rape. There's been reports of rape, of carjacking, of kidnapping, of all these kinds of crimes that the people of Tijuana do not want for themselves. I mean, I'm just guessing that the city of Tijuana probably isn't the safest place in the world, that really Mexico in general isn't the safest place in the world. I'm sure that the innocent people of Mexico are like, oh, great, more crime. This is exciting. Like our government can't even take care of us. And now we have to bear the weight of all of these people that are migrating from other countries. And they're well within their rights to feel that way. But the left isn't talking about the Mexican reaction, that, that they feel the same way, that they don't want to bear the burden of more people. And I know that sounds unempathetic. I know that sounds not compassionate, um, but it actually it, it is compassionate and it is logical to think about the security and of the well-being of the people in your country. Americans are the only people to which the United States, to, our, uh, to which our leadership is responsible. We are the only people to which Donald Trump answers to. He doesn't answer to the people of South America. He doesn't answer to the people of Mexico. The same thing for the Mexican government. They're the only people for which the Mexican government is responsible. Donald Trump and this administration would be a wicked and a cruel and a stupid administration if they, they did not care about the security of our country. That is what makes responsible leadership, caring about the security of our country. And America is still exceedingly generous. 
we allow you to apply for asylum, even even if this is according to U.S. law, even if you are here illegally, you're already in the country illegally, you can still apply for asylum as long as it's within a year uh, that you got here illegally. And we will let you stay if your asylum is actually granted. That is an amazing act of generosity that I'm not even sure is a good thing. Um, So for anyone to say that this is unprecedented, that this is not compassionate, that this is not loving, where is the wisdom in any of that? Not not to mention that it's highly hypocritical, all of these leftist blue check marks, all of these pundits uh, that are on CNN, MSNBC, blaming Donald Trump and conservatives for all of this, saying how um, barbarian this is. Well, you know, this happened in 2013. This is according to the San Diego Tribune on the exact same day, by the way, November 25th, uh, 2013. According to the San Diego Tribune uh, that says a group of about 100 people trying to illegally cross the border Sunday near the San Ysidro port of entry threw rocks and bottles at U.S. Border Patrol agents who responded by using pepper spray and other means to force the crowd back into Mexico, federal officials said. That happened in 2013. It sounds exactly the same, which is almost like, I don't know, this is an orchestrated effort by the left. This caravan is leftist organizations to try to make a scene, to show how awful America is. But did you hear, did you hear any kind of uproar about this in 2013? Now, it does say that some immigration rights groups and people on both sides of the aisle were debating this in 2013, but I maybe I wasn't paying attention. I certainly don't remember this kind of vitriol, this kind of blame being cast on Obama for being awful and terrible and evil. But now that's all we're hearing. Every single celebrity, every single person on the left, oh, this is awful and terrible. Donald Trump is evil. He's the spawn of Satan for doing this. Really? Did you say that about Obama in 2013? Maybe this isn't a partisan thing. Maybe this is just about securing the border. Oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for uh, Barack Obama to come out and say that this is this is awful, that we need to have more compassion, that we need to have more, more empathy. Okay, I, I'm waiting for that. I mean, we already have one of his staffers, Ben Rhodes. Uh, he worked for President Obama tweeting, it's wrong to gas women and children and the elderly. That shouldn't be a partisan view. He was actually responding to Chris Cuomo. He worked for Obama when Obama did the same thing. I'll have to go back to look at his tweet history, if he called out his boss at the moment for doing the exact same thing. But somehow, I imagine not. I mean, he has been so insanely hypocritical when it comes to criticizing um, Trump, considering he was part of the Iran deal and the whole disaster that was and the whole disaster of the Obama presidency. Every criticism he has of Donald Trump um, is actually hypocritical because he was a part of some of the same things and worse under Barack Obama, yet he never ceases to have something to say uh, negative about this president. Um, so we're not we're not going to be hearing the truth. Just know that and remember this podcast and come back to it. Just remember over the next few days when you are told that you voted for a president or you supported a president or you support a political party that believes in gassing women and children, that it's a lie. The outrage is fake. It wasn't there in 2013 when Obama did the same thing. It's not based on any truth. They don't believe that Border Patrol agents, I guess, should secure the border, even though it's in their name. They don't believe in self-defense. I guess they believe. Now, they wouldn't say this, but I guess they believe that these people should just be able to enter however they want. As many as uh, as many as possible should just get to come in. I don't know. Is 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 that the solution? Is that the compassionate thing? Is that the right thing? Is that the wise thing to do? 
And here's the thing about Democrats. They don't actually have any plan for the border. They don't actually have any plan for illegal immigration. All they say is, well, what Donald Trump is doing isn't right. Deporting people isn't right. It's not sympathetic. It's not compassionate. It's not who we are. What's your plan? How many people should we let in? What, what's the right number of illegal immigrants? What's the right number of legal immigrants? What, what's a good system for making sure that we don't allow criminals in? For making sure that we allow people in that aren't going to be completely dependent on society. Not that they care about that. They are dependent on the government. They love people to be dependent on the government. So, so what's your plan? How are we going to keep America safe? Should it just be open borders? Is, is, that, is, that what the, is that what the goal is? We should just abolish ICE? We should just abolish the Border Patrol and just say, oh, yeah, come on in. Does that make the country better? Is it, has that worked well in Europe? I just want to know. See, people say it's immoral to have borders. People say it's immoral to have a wall. I think it's immoral to allow your own people to be susceptible and to be vulnerable to illegal immigration. Because without borders, you are not a nation. There, there's no point in laws if you can't actually enforce them. There's no sovereignty if you don't have any borders. So I just want to know. I want to know their plan. I'm, I'm very interested to hear, but I don't think they have one. All they do is use this as a political ploy. They want to sit on immigration reform. They don't want to reform immigration because it takes away their talking point. So they can say, oh, well, our immigration system, it's so, it's so broken. People have to enter illegally. Well, they don't want to fix it because they, they want to be able to say that. And, and they're fine with people entering illegally. I guarantee you, if these people ended up voting Republican or in any way helped the Republican Party, they would be saying, oh, we need to secure our borders right now. But of course, they're not. And so let's get into the Christian reaction, because, of course, I have seen uh, leftist Christians say, uh, particularly one Catholic priest, he said, um, he said, he, so he tweeted one of the pictures of the migrants uh, fleeing tear gas, and he tweeted Matthew 25, 35 through 40, which is, of course, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was weary and you gave me rest. I was naked and you gave me clothing. Um, and so he was trying to make the point that that's not what we're doing, that this is what we're supposed to do as a nation and as Christians. And by not letting these people in or spraying tear gas, um, that we are not abiding by Jesus's commands. Okay, so again, let's just assess the wisdom in this statement. A, I agree with you. That is something that Jesus said. We are supposed, supposed to help the poor and the weary and the homeless and the destitute and those that are fleeing violence. We are supposed to have empathy for them. We are supposed to have compassion for them. We are supposed to give, a, give them the shirt off our back. But is that really, is that a, um, a mandate for an entire government that instead of enforcing our own laws, instead of trying to secure our own borders, instead of trying to keep our own citizens safe, we are supposed to unconditionally invite those who try to enter illegally in? Well, was that what Jesus was saying? Is that the only form of compassion that Jesus is allowing, that we should just let everyone in? Is that, is that what we're supposed to do? Would that make Donald Trump a good leader? Would that make us a smart country? Would that mean that we have wise laws that whoever wants to come in for really any reason, whether they're a refugee or not, they just want a better life, that we should let them in? Is that fair? Is that fair to the people applying for legal citizenship? Is that fair to the people of this country that are looking for jobs? Is that fair to our economy? Does that really make us better? Does that make it better for Americans? 
So we're not allowed to have compassion for Americans. We're not allowed to think about the well-being of our own country because we can only think about the well-being of of these so-called refugees who aren't really refugees. They're just migrants. Like, do, do we think that that's what Jesus was talking about? That that's the form of compassion that we are being called to? which is really just taking away our own responsibility and tell, telling the government to be um, unconditionally lax on all of our laws. Is that what, is that what Jesus was talking about? I, I don't think so. I don't think that's wise. That doesn't, that doesn't employ any logic whatsoever. If we set up a, a system of, of unconditional asylum, of open borders that encourages people to make this kind of trek um, that possibly risks them being uh, murdered, raped, or trafficked. Is that is that right? Is that compassion? Does that help the world? Does that help other countries? I, I don't think so. Why don't we look at the organizations that are actually helping these countries where they are? And why don't we help them? Why don't we fund them? Why don't we put all their efforts behind them? Why is the only form of compassion and empathy that these people ever present is letting people in unconditionally? Are we not allowed to use wisdom? Are we not allowed to think with our heads? We should only just feel consequences be damned. I don't think that's what God is calling us to in Matthew. I, I don't think that he's saying, you know, you shouldn't secure your own borders. You shouldn't follow your own laws. You shouldn't think about your own people. I mean, that's certainly not how God acted with Israel. America is not Israel, but we see the importance of protection throughout the Bible. We actually see the use of walls in both the literal and metaphorical sense uh, as, as um, an example of security and of peace and of steadiness throughout the Bible. So obviously security is a good thing. Obviously order is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Maybe we should be holding accountable, I don't know, the president of Honduras, who, by the way, has said that this caravan is actually funded and organized by leftist organizations, three of which are actually funded by George Soros's Open Society. I know that sounds like a tinfoil hat theory or conspiracy, but it's not. It's just true. It's just true. This is according to the president of Honduras. But Besides that, how about we hold him accountable? I mean, Honduras has uh, the highest, if not one of, or one of the highest, if not the highest uh, homicide rates in all of the world. They are impoverished because they rely almost entirely on agriculture and they just don't have enough to actually offer. People aren't buying enough from Honduras. No one wants to actually go invest there. No one wants to build a business in Honduras because it is absolutely ridden with violence. About two-thirds of Hondurans are living in poverty. It is a horrible country. But there are ways to fix that. And there are organizations that are trying to help those people. Um, I have some examples of organizations, Association for a More Just Society. They deal with corruption within the government and gang violence, um, World Gospel Mission, Frontline Missions. All of these organizations are actually on the ground in Honduras and other uh, South American countries actually trying to make it better because immigration is not the way to make a world the world a better place. It's not. The way that we can make the world a better place is obviously a sharing the gospel, which spreads peace um, and love and charity and all of the good things that the world can um, actually operate in a healthy manner on. Um, but it also equips the leadership and it equips the people that are on the ground in that country that are actually going to be able to contribute to their own society and make their country better. 
immigration is not the answer to everything. And actually, it's a very lazy way of expressing compassion because these people who live in these these celebrities, for example, these po Democratic politicians like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all of these people that are calling for empathy and compassion, they are never, ever going to experience the consequences of illegal immigration. They're just not. They live in their hoity-toity, vast majority white neighborhoods, probably 97% white neighborhoods in their gated communities, in their mansions, far away from any of the consequences of illegal immigration. They're never going to experience violence at the hands of an illegal immigrant. They're never going to experience the weight on the economy that these people sometimes um, add when they come in illegally and they get on welfare or whatever it is. They're never going to experience any of those things. No, what they're asking is that you and I bear that burden and that we're okay with it that we actually show empathy and compassion because they don't really have to. All they have to do is point fingers and tell us that we're not good people for wanting to secure the border. They're never gonna have to deal with those consequences. That's actually true of everything that these rich, liberal, elite, white Democrats uh, think. And uh, that's true of all of the policies that they put forth. They are not gonna have to deal with the consequences and the burdens that it puts on the middle class of average everyday Americans like you and me. They don't have to deal with it. All they have to do is sit on their high horse and point fingers and say, let all these people in, knowing that up on their castle on the hill, they'll never have to deal with it. Us peons, we peons well, um, but they never have to. The bottom line is, I think in all of this, I, I, well, I think this is going to help President Trump if, if he actually takes action. I am more convinced, way more convinced than I was two years ago that we need a wall. I don't think that's uncompassionate. I actually think it's very immoral that we don't have a wall. Now, I don't know if it's possible to have a wall along the entire border between Texas, California, and Mexico. I don't know if that's possible. But making our border as impenetrable as possible, I think, is the moral responsibility of the American government. It is better for the people that are trying to immigrate here illegally. It will discourage them from immigrating here illegally, which is a very dangerous track, especially for women and children who often get captured and raped and trafficked in these situations. It will discourage them from making that journey um, that is extremely deadly. It also shows respect for illegal immigrants who came here the right way, who have respect for our laws and plan to contribute to society. Um, and most importantly, it also protects American citizens. That is the job of the American government. The job of the American government is not to uh, let other people in just because they want to get in. That's not their job. Their job is to protect American citizens, no matter our race, no matter our background, no matter our socioeconomic status, no matter our nationality or where we originally came from. That is their job. And so securing the border is like a number one issue. It should be a nonpartisan issue until Democrats found out that they could somehow get illegal immigrants to vote. Man. So I just want you to remember this podcast. Remember the truth about all of this, because in the next few weeks, we are going to be hearing nonstop. There's going to be a Time magazine cover with the women and children fleeing from the tear gas and talking about how awful Donald Trump is. Um, I've criticized Donald Trump many times, and I actually think he could do a better job of securing the border than he has so far. But what you're going to hear from liberal punditry is just it's just it's not going to be true. 
it's not going to be true. It's going to be shrouded in emotion and it's going to be completely factless. So just remember that over the next few days. Um, and for our last thing, I want to highlight a nonprofit, which, you know, we sometimes do at the end of this podcast. And this is a nonprofit that actually specifically helps people in South America. It's called Frontline Missions. You can go to front F fmusa.org, fmusa.org. Um, this is just, this is not something they're sponsoring me to do. I just thought it would be a good and fitting organization for us to donate to or to look into if you're looking to go on a short-term mission trip over the summer, they host these. So uh, Frontline Missions partners with local churches in South America to share the gospel, to help with construction projects, medical clinics, providing school supplies. They serve the orphans and widows in the poorest areas. They do a lot of good work. They've been there since about 1990. The people who founded it started in the 1980s, so they are very familiar with the natives there. They are very familiar with the culture. They know the ways uh, that these people really need to be helped. These are the people that are on the front lines. These are the people that are actually making things better, not the people who just say, oh, I'm going to sit back in my mansion and open the borders. No, these are the brave ones, and we should be supporting them. So Frontline Missions, you can go to fmusa.org. You can donate, or you can find out more about how to get involved. Uh, That's the podcast for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We will be back here on Thursday. 